Hello, and welcome to Makers.dev, episode number 91. Chris, can you tell me the name of one celebrity who was either birthed or died in the year 1991? Oh, I don't know, but that would be like, what, 19 now, I guess? Birthed or died? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they'd, be, they'd be 19? <laughs> Wouldn't they? If they were born in 1991? Oh, crap, 29? <laughs> <laughs> Math is hard. Me, Chris. I was born in 1991. Oh, I, I'm one of the oh. celebrities. But there's more right. actual celebrities. Uh, I was thinking about 19 year olds, which I am out of touch with. So I'm out of touch with 29 year old celebrities too, though. So <laughs> congratulations! You, just did, you did the math thing that I do, which is like all of my year calculations are based off of the year 2000. Yeah, so like 1990 yeah. was 10 years ago, uh, which it's not. It was like. 30 31 32 years ago yeah. uh here are some other celebrities that were born in <laughs> 1991 jamie lynn spears the sister of britney spears mm. ed sheeran oh. uh who sings a bunch of songs that sound good at weddings uh and then dr seuss freddie mercury and yugoslavia the country the, the country died died in 1991, 1991. Yeah. interesting probably a lot more than yugoslavia then that would be yeah the fall of a lot of those countries or no uh i think it dis. I think. I think the whole region was called up. Yugoslavia. Yeah, and then it split up. So I guess you could say all those individual countries, like Croatia and were uh, born Herzegovina, okay. were born. Yeah. Got it. If we're if we're taking a broad <laughs> definition of the word uh, celebrity, yes. All right. Great. Well, last week was the uh, math intro. Now is the celebrity and country intro. Great. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and also the remember what year Christian was born. <laughs> That's <intro>. right. <laughs> um, how are you? How was this last week? uh i am doing all right um yeah what what i we're trying to come up with what i could talk about on this podcast and uh i didn't do that much last week i feel like uh in terms of acorn chat and other stuff um but i'm doing all right i'm doing okay how how are you how are you doing i'm i'm doing well and uh one of my (laughs) so last week was the first week that i did an experiment uh prompted by a conversation i had with jonathan zacks of having dedicated marketing days so like splitting my time in the middle of the week uh so that monday wednesday friday was only coding and then tuesday thursday was only marketing and i really like that in concept and it was a bit of a drag last week because i still am not quite in the flow of like i have consistent work that feels meaningful that i can see the direct output of in marketing but i did it i put the time in and if i had to like optimize the chances of business success over the next decade i think this is a really high probability choice to be like okay tuesday thursday every week i'm going to be doing something involving marketing uh and so the first the first two palms i kind of cheated on (laughs) because i uh i followed i followed through with your offer to pay someone a hundred dollars to buy you a google ad and i did it i bought you a google ad and it was bad and uh but yeah that, that how'd that go yeah yeah it totally worked uh yeah i paid you money and you made me a google ad and i didn't have to figure it out um and afterwards so i I think uh you were the one who brought it up you're like uh, if you do something poorly then you'll have to go fix it and do it right and that's exactly what happened uh as soon as you made it uh subtract ten dollars from my account every day i wanted to make it actually work so i'm i'm the one who went back and uh looked at the ad and saw how it was performing and made some changes um which uh this probably shouldn't have come as a surprise but uh the first day, 100% of the searches had something to do with sex chat rooms. <laughs> and I went, oh. It's like live chat keywords. When I yes. did it, by the way, I just auto-populated. It was like, oh, I know you did. like to show for queries of live chat? This, yeah. this term gets, you know, whatever, tens of thousands of hits per day. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, so I added a bunch of negative keywords. And the second day, it was only 98% sex chat rooms. <laughs> So I had a bunch more negative keywords, and now we're down to, uh, I think, about half and half. <laughs> so I'm okay. still adding, yeah, every day I'm adding negative keywords, um, and every day the impressions go down and down and down, but we're finally at some level of, you know, like, uh, relevant searches. Um, I, I can't imagine yeah. people who are searching for <laughs> that sort of thing. If they saw a Google ad for Acorn Chat, that doesn't sound like what they would be looking for. They were cl- they were clicking on it. It was costing they were me money. On it. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What are they doing? <laughs> Who goes to Google? To say, 
<laughs> oh my gosh to, okay to be cl- to be clear it wasn't all like uh, i got rid of all the explicit stuff the first day like yeah. that was easy the rest of it is like uh misspellings of chat roulette um okay. like uh i added uh the term i added the term room and cam and that got rid of like 50 percent of the things i then added the, i added the word video and that got rid of a lot of things yeah yeah and now it's mostly misspellings of like chat roulette no meagle and other things mm. um so it is now down to just getting all the misspellings, I guess. Um, which, like, Google should know, right? I should be like, <laughs> I, I don't want any misspelling of this word. And maybe there is a switch to do that. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. So that's what I've done with chat, with uh, ads. I also don't quite trust them. Like, they're in the business of selling ads, right? So negative keywords are, you're, you're trying to put limitations on. No, because they still would want to like they want you to be making money i don't know um yeah like it, the I, ad I, has to be successful for me to keep doing it so right yeah but it I, is in their I best think, interest for you to be getting targeted traffic yeah i think the last few days it was over the weekend so the traffic was way down um for relevant keywords anyway um mm-hmm. but it seems like i've gotten now it's not flipped 98 percent impressions are what i want <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so this has been running for a week and it sounds like most of the traffic was not high intent to Correct. find a Slack integrated uh, uh, live chat widget that you can embed in your website. But um, do you have any data from that? Can you see people who, uh, like like once they leave Google Ads and they're on your website, can you see, are, are those people signing up for an account? Uh, do, do we have any data of like how that ad is doing? Yeah, so far, no, because it's all been, it's all been people looking for chat rooms. <laughs> so uh, no, there, there's been almost no clicks for like high intent keywords um and then yesterday was there the last two days were the weekend and so there was very low traffic for high intent keywords so tomorrow i'll take a look at today's data which is a monday um and hopefully i see you know more high intent impressions and can actually uh you know figure out if people are signing up uh no no one has signed up that i could tell from a google ad yet but that's also not expected when they're looking for a chat room and they come up with a live (laughs) chat widget it's different do you know roughly the numbers on the chat on the not the chat volume the the uh, query volume of people like once once you put all those negative keywords in, do you know roughly how much the the traffic went down? Uh, yeah. So yesterday, so the first day I got 176 impressions for chat for live chat rooms, which is not what yeah. I am. Uh, yesterday there was only 11 impressions, which is way okay. lower. But it was a Sunday, so okay. we'll see what today is. Yeah. Okay. 10 times wow i'm reminded of the avenue q song the internet is for poor <laughs> like very very much so what most people are using this for uh, most of the time here we are trying to make business tools to like yeah get get work done uh cool <laughs> it's it so also that, just i was gonna say it shows the value of the slack app store because so mm-hmm. far you know i i can't tell what the traffic is on there but i've gotten a, a bunch of signups from there and so um like that's just the high that's the high intent place that people go uh whereas google i guess isn't um or i haven't figured out how to make an ad targeting it yet yeah 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 i think that's a real like you know this is a slack integrated product people who are looking for this sort of thing would be looking in slack i'm curious then how you might be optimizing that channel like are there more keywords you can be doing are there partnerships you can be doing can you record videos what what I, i think you said you can't buy ads in the slack app store but right what what are other ways that you might boost that listing yeah so you can put a video which i don't have um and i have forgotten that until just now so yeah i should probably figure out how to put a video there i imagine that converts better um you also so i realized a couple of things one is so on the slack app store you can install directly from the slack app store or you can Mm -hmm. visit the website first and install from the website Mm -hmm. Uh, as far as i can tell everyone who has installed it directly from the slack app store hasn't gone on to like use it at all Hmm. um and the only people who have used it are the people who visit the website first and Hmm. then do it so i think what that's pushing me to is if you install it directly from the slack app store i should probably put a lot more documentation and information on the site like once you are signed in on that page Hmm. because you didn't see that documentation like at all before Hmm. and my guess is that will increase conversions directly from the Slack app store because there's more info like right on the page you can see. If um, I install directly from, from the Slack app store, what does that flow look like then? How, how would I know like what the code is to embed in my website? So it still has all that documentation, but it okay. doesn't have it, but it, it automatically creates a, an account for you and then dumps you right into the page that says create a new 
widget or whatever which by the, okay. I, I think i can actually remove a step from that I, I have you create a widget with a name first i can mm-hmm. probably just name it you know like heroku does you know like happy peaches or something <laughs> like like yeah, yeah. random words um and so i can even skip that step um but what you don't see is all of the information about like the uh, features that it has and the frequently asked questions and the any of the competitive landscape stuff I've I've done. So I should probably have at least links to all of the that stuff on the page that you land on right when you mm-hmm. click, you know, add my Slack instance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, especially if um you're seeing that there's there's not as many people who are using it if they click yeah. directly from the Slack app store. Yeah, that seems like a, a spot in the funnel to optimize what what i crave in this sort of thing is like i want to be able to see the funnel i want to i want to be able to see like this many people came in from the slack app store directly hitting you know install in the slack app store and then that led to this many uh you know embeds in their website and that led to this many customers versus this other way they you know went to my website first and then installed it uh but like if you can see that then no matter how complicated your sales funnel gets, you'll be able to see the weak points of like, oh, something smells weird over here because, you know, there, there shouldn't be anything different between these two stages of like they both installed it, but people coming directly through the, through the Slack app store, uh, the funnel's way narrower. I'm, I'm losing like everybody. Um, that, that's exactly what I can see. Yeah, in my dashboard, it'll, it tells me if they installed right from the Slack app store or not. And yeah. the ones that do just, they never even set it up. Um, whereas cool. nearly everyone who installs it the other way at least sets it up, tries it. I like that. Cool. Okay. What I'm hearing is uh, continue the Google Ads experiment. Uh, We don't have enough data on that yet. Uh, This last week was just like cleaning up stuff. And then going forward, uh, improving the ranking in the Slack app store listing would look like recording a video. Um, And while you're doing that, anything else you can think of that would improve it? Uh, I assume they have rankings of like top downloaded and you can see what the listing for the top downloaded Slack app looks like if they're doing Um, anything else if they have like a punchier description or yeah so the trouble is the top downloaded is like intercom and 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 a hubspot and stuff which i am competing with but only sort of like they do Mm. totally different things and so what i really want is like top competing against or top downloaded against the people i'm actually competing with Mm. which they don't give because they don't break it down by that like that granular um but I can look. I can look again. I haven't looked at the Slack app store for a while, so I should actually do that. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> what I'm specifically curious about is like, what is the listing that gets really high interactions in the Slack app store? So maybe right. for intercom, it doesn't matter because people are searching for intercom and they're gonna. I think so. <laughs> it could be a blank listing that just says install intercom and they would still do it. Right. Um. But but I'm curious about like, is there a specific format of video where like uh, have have other people figured out how to get people to install Slack apps more? Um, do you need a certain type of screenshot that shows a certain type of thing? Do you need, I don't know, are, <laughs> within the context of the store, do they have some sort of an aesthetic like, oh, man, if you have a clown who is narrating your thing, <laughs> it, it gets the most views. I don't know. Right. Uh, I, I'm, that, that's what I'm hunting for. Like, what do you need certain keywords? Do the, do the top listings all have, you know, a million different keywords so that uh, – people searching for a bunch of different things are, are still going to stumble on that listing um going off of the traction model like for sure the slack app store is a worthwhile channel for you to be investing in uh so double down on it like become an expert at the slack app store figure out what the things are that are converting there figure out like how you can get more rankings figure out the the little microcosm of seo within that store um until you stop seeing results and then try to figure out a, a different channel. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I haven't, so I looked at all that stuff. I, I did a bunch of in, like information gathering when I first made the listing, but I haven't mm-hmm. done that since. So now that I know more about the problem and what questions people ask and stuff, Oh, that's another thing that um, I can talk about like a little bit is that I can now make better frequently asked questions because people are ask, actually asking me questions. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Like one person asked, uh, basically about the privacy settings that are possible with with the stuff um Mm. also trying to make sure that like website visitors can't see other website visitors chats Mm. um which is not something i would have thought to highlight but yes it is it is private so um, (laughs) what do they think we are amateurs we just have (laughs) one global chat for the entire website (laughs) i think that's what he thought (laughs) yeah um so yeah so 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 i have a list of other frequently asked questions um and that'll also that also leads to like more seo driven content for these very high intent keywords Mm -hmm. based on my google ads experience the more like 
very focused uh, searches I can get, the better, because mm. I bet a lot of the traffic I'm seeing is for like live chat rooms, which is mm. not what I am. So, uh, yeah. Cool. Cool. Sounds like you're uh, doing the marketing thing. And it, it's frustrating for me that like you don't get immediate results. Like when I code a feature, it's like, okay, the feature doesn't exist. When right. I code it, oh, it exists now. I can use it. Done. Like <laughs> the immediate dopamine hit. Uh, but everything in marketing is like, okay, let's, you sit it and you, you let it bake for weeks and then we see what happens. And oh, That's actually, right. we're getting a totally different kind of traffic than we actually want. Let's let's change that. And okay, we have to reset that and wait another few weeks. So yeah, I think you're, uh, I think you're doing the thing. Doing the thing. Doing the thing. Cool. How about you? Uh, I, uh, so in those marketing days, that was the first two bombs, uh, bought you a Google ad and uh, that was good. Made a hundred dollars an hour. Uh, nice. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I also installed tracking, which is something I've been needing to do for a while. I installed Segmetrics. Um, and in installing Segmetrics, so I did that on the on the legacy Rails site. And installation on the Rails site was buttery smooth. I, it just included a, a line of JavaScript before the head and I don't have to do anything and update is rolling in. And I'm not sure from the Segmetrics documentation how to implement it on a firebase like Next.js uh mm. reactish app um where i'm not loading a new javascript file on every single page load uh so i need to message keith and ask him about that for right now it's it's collecting useful data on the existing site but uh for moving forward i, I need it to, to do different tracking uh but something that did work really well for that is firebase analytics which was my fallback option not quite as good like dedicated uh sas tracking that i need but i think i'll be able to pull teeth to to get the data that i need out of it um so there is tracking in place for both the legacy site and the new one uh and the tracking for the legacy site is on segmetrics which should be giving me uh, a lot better data so that feels good and then the other thing that i did in the three hours and 50 minutes that i spent last week on marketing is added some content to the you send it seo page you send it is the previous name for hightail and then hightail has also changed the name it's kind of confusing Hmm. uh and that is a page that I started ranking really well for with just minimal content. And so Jonathan Zach was like, hey, beef this up and this would be better. So I did. I added like two or three more paragraphs about the history of you send it and what file inbox does and what it might be better for you if you're looking for a dedicated file sending tool. Yeah. You, you also uh, did something interesting on that page, which is worth pointing out, which is the Google metadata stuff right mm. you added google metadata so that your questions could pop up as the like questions that google highlights um yes i forgot about that uh yeah, yeah i i didn't realize so this was an idea from uh jonathan zax i keep using his full name jonathan i don't know that sounds strange i've always called him jonathan zax <laughs> it's, it goes by people, jay-z and uh jay-z like, for, <laughs> like the letters jay-z not j-a-y yeah, yeah. yes all yeah, right yeah uh <laughs> that was something he pointed out is like yeah the 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 way that you can tell Google that uh, you have a, a really punchy question and answer, and then it can show up in that shortlisting, or it can show up like if you ask uh, Google Assistant or something. Uh, there's special metadata you can include in in elements, uh, and then Google knows uh, the answers to your question. So yeah, added that. Didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of other metadata like that. Like if you have an event with a time and a location you can tag that in google and then google like shows it as a local event i think if you if you google for it uh and if it's an article and if it's a tutorial and there's all kinds of special metadata that you can give to google to oh a recipe uh which i think is how google gets i think that's how you can ask the the google assistant for a recipe and it tells you step by step uh it's because people have written a website where they tagged with metadata like exactly what the steps are and what the ingredients are and and those sorts of things uh so that's cool that's um (laughs) i've been on the internet a long time and uh (laughs) didn't know that was a thing uh yeah so that's all marketing and uh i'm not loving it but i would i would love it a lot more if like i felt like i really had a handle on something and i could really like oh this machine just needs to be tuned a little bit and it's already making a lot of money and let me do an a b test and ah, making even more money now uh i'm still just i feel like i'm just grinding and like putting work in and not not quite seeing results yeah. uh well I mean, just like you told me i mean marketing takes a long time to see results usually and uh it's why as developers we don't like it i think uh so I, that's why i think your experiment with tuesdays and thursdays is great because it forces you to actually do this stuff um, yes and even i 
I, uh, so you said you cheated by doing my marketing on Tuesday, uh, which is true. You also cheated a little by doing developing, uh, for marketing the other times. Yeah. Like adding <laughs> trackers. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but that's okay. I mean, that's pushing your marketing <laughs> stuff forward. I, so, so I think that's okay too. Um, so there are fun ways you can do marketing, I think. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And then I kind of also cheated. Well, not really. Uh, doing, doing marketing in my development time. So, uh, hmm. did a bunch of development stuff of like bug fixes and oh my gosh i don't think i talked about those last time but uh i had this pernicious error where uh oh my gosh it was uh specifically what what was the problem large when file i was upload, right? when i was yeah when i was transferring files from the google cloud storage bucket to uh to dropbox uh I've talked about this several times, but I had this whole scheme of like, oh, I'll just download it to disk and then I'll upload it in chunks. And that didn't work because I didn't realize the disk was a virtualized disk that was in RAM. So that was out the window. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll just download it in chunks in memory, a chunk at a time, and then I'll upload those in chunks uh, at a time to Dropbox. And um, I thought that was going to work. But then like the garbage collector wasn't quite collecting garbage in the way that I thought it should. And so every once in a while, the memory would just bump up by like 100 megabytes at a time, even though my chunks are only 30 megabytes. And then eventually it would run out of RAM uh, and then the, the serverless function would crash. And I tried all sorts of different things of like, can I do active memory management or can I tell the garbage collector explicitly to, to empty garbage, which is a thing you can do in Node. And I did not know that, but it takes, mm. like, a, it takes like a second to, to go through and uh, garbage collect. It's, it's a really expensive process. But I found myself craving like, okay, do, like, can I write this in a different language <laughs> that like I can do uh, uh, manual memory management on? Or uh, can I store the data in... Uh, an object and then call use the delete keyword on that object to, to try to free their memory nothing was working finally the solution i uh landed on was i download the chunk to disk but just the chunk just the 30 megabyte chunk and then i upload the chunk like reading it from from storage and then i delete it from the file system and that worked <laughs> <laughs> that it's like a way to sort of cheat of like i have this one segment of memory that i'm kind of treating like it's on the file system and i guess because of the way that the the function is handling that memory it actually does free that memory when it's supposed to uh and i'm like explicitly calling uh fs.delete on it so man that was that was really hard and uh now i've got it figured out and like for all my subsequent integrations where i'm gonna have the same problem i, I have a scheme now where like okay I, as long as i can figure out how to upload things in chunks to whatever the cloud storage thing is uh everything else can can basically stay the same and i can uh reuse my hours and hours of trying to trying to fight this thing to to work uh but now it's serverless and so now i can just do it 100 million times and it'll just work so that feels good yeah that's nice i, I think i said this last time uh, or maybe just you but this is a perfect example of the joel splosky like leaky abstraction thing which mm. is like all you have to do is transfer this file, uh, but now you have to worry about garbage collecting and how you know Google Cloud actually stores the file and that is virtual yeah. RAM and whatever uh, or virtual disk. I mean, um, so yeah, like uh, uh, it's uh, and I actually think I said this last time too, but it's building your moat, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've done it. So uh, the next person that comes along will have to do all that work also, and it will be harder for them. Yes anytime someone in the future is like ah i could just build my own file uploading thing i am just gonna laugh <laughs> like you have fun right yeah. here's my card for when you give up uh you should like i i legitimately believe now that if anyone's building a file upload feature they should figure out a way to use file inbox instead because oh my gosh that it's so much more complicated than i thought it would be and then you yeah. know every every one of these things that because i'm just narrow laser focused on this one problem uh i can i can build in all these other things like this problem i'm working on now is that um to download the file from google cloud storage with a custom name you need to set a special header called the the content uh intent or something what, what was that called uh content oh hold on i, I want to actually say what this thing actually is the content disposition you set a content disposition header and that's what tells the file to download with a, a special name so you can have a custom file name but you can't do that if it's on a different domain name and you can't make the cloud uh, uh, bucket be on the same domain name I don't think and so you have to sign the URL but to sign the URL that has to have in server side so it's just like it's a tiny little detail like you need custom file names you need to be able to like change what the file name is when you download it uh, but it's really complicated it's taking me like it's going to take me like a day to, to figure out how to do this one little thing but then for all of eternity 
I've figured out this problem of, of how to get custom file names. And that's just one extra little brick of like, ah, here's why my file uploading thing is uh, a little bit better. Uh, and I've set up like security in a way that, that makes sense. So yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm very proud of this product. I put a lot of work into it. it it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and working good. on it technically is so much more fun than, than doing marketing. But yeah, this is giving yeah. me fuel now to, to do marketing, I guess, that I believe in the product. Yeah. That's also one of the reasons I told you that that should be a paid feature. <laughs> file renaming is like, it's hard to do. So people who implement free file sending features aren't going to. And so that should be a paid feature. Yeah, yeah. Excellent transition into Great. file sending. So Sarah walked into my office uh, on Friday in the morning and was like, hey, uh, I'm trying to send this file through this person I'm doing consulting with. Um, so she, she she has a client who has a client uh, and that client needed files sent to them. And uh, she asked her client, like, how do you want me to send these files? And they said, ah, just use WeTransfer. And she went to WeTransfer.com and saw this big banner on top that said, WeTransfer is down. It's not working right now. <laughs> yeah. So she came to my office and was like, hey, WeTransfer is down. Can I use File Inbox to send files? And I was like, no, but WeTransfer is down? What? <laughs> and then my brain just exploded. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I could like buy a Google ad that's WeTransfer is down or like is WeTransfer down for the, for the phrase. And then I could, you know, siphon off a bunch of their customers. Uh, but the feature isn't built yet. And I think it's going to take me like two weeks, but maybe I can get it done quickly. And I don't know, maybe, maybe they, they'll continue having outages over the next few days. So it'll be okay. And this feature that I thought would take two weeks took me a day. I think I finished it. Oh, I can actually pull up the information right now. It was Sorry, on Friday, tweet. five hours and 11 minutes. Five hours, 11 minutes, and 27 seconds. That's exactly nice. right. I, I forgot I tweeted about it. Uh, and it was done. And like now you can send files on File Inbox. And I can't believe I waited so long to do this because the traffic for sending files is so much higher than the traffic for receiving files. Um, and there's still some rough edges. There's, there's a lot of low-hanging fruit of things like being able to change the file name after you've uploaded it. Uh, and I agree that should be a paid feature. So this, this leads me to my main question in this space which is like my original intent in building file sending is that that is a uh uh, technology as marketing thing that like this is a free service that then whoever receives the file that's probably going to be my real customer um and the customer the person who receives the file i can be marketing to them saying like hey don't you hate it that you have to like click on each individual file and then you have to upload it to where it needs to go wouldn't it be great if files could just automatically go where they need to go based on the sender and information uh uh here's a little video and click here and you can make a file upload page and and (laughs) you'll get that and all these other things too um however in researching features for doing the file sending that's its that's its own separate product like there are people like sarah who are trying to send files who have needs like having a a custom branded download page once they send the the thing or like wanting to change the link or wanting to change the file names or including extra information on the page or password protecting or encrypting the files when they send them um and those sorts of services so that that would be like a, a much more direct we transfer competitor um and those sorts of services I, I've seen I've seen prices in the range of like five to thirty dollars a month just for that sending thing, um, and I I don't know how to think about this because uh, like is this a separate product? Is, should I should I make this free and just make it really good and then that's increasing the people coming for the file receiving? Uh, should I have like one plan where you can send and receive files on File Inbox? Um, how would you be thinking about this? Yeah, so. Um, I definitely see like any agency that produces a digital product could absolutely use a sending file feature, especially if it was custom branded um, stuff like that. Um, but I don't, I guess I don't know enough about the file transfer space to really know how big that is and how easy it is to capture or anything. So I think my advice was, and this is coming from me, not knowing much about the file sending space is you have your file sending feature basically done right mm-hmm. um and so get some traffic to it see what kind of files people send see if anyone clicks through to your you're, you're going to put a thing in the footer that's like if you receive a lot of files then then go here see mm-hmm. if anyone clicks through that see how much you know t- do people reuse things um stuff like that so try to put analytics around what people actually do with your mm-hmm. file sending feature and then go from there so that was my advice not knowing much about the file sending space that's a good way to go forward yeah um and I can just like buy a Google ad for now. I now I can buy a Google ad for like send files or or which has yeah. a ton of traffic. Um, because like, you know how to do it because you did it for me because I know how to do it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that doesn't mean I want to do it, but I do know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I'll do it for and you for a hundred dollars. <laughs> just deal. I'm just kidding. I don't want. I don't want to do it. <laughs> that's that's why I paid you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I already said deal, Chris. No take back. Uh, um, okay, it's fine. I can. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> uh yeah okay that's good advice and now i have tracking in place right so i can see like what the behavior of, of these people are um cool okay so there's so i feel like this is a fallacy and i don't have to do this but i the, the way that files are currently downloaded i don't like because it's downloading to memory so like it it, it it would be a little bit buggy if people used it right now and i don't when you think say that's a legitimate reason not to buy a google ad for it uh, when you say it would be a little buggy, what do you mean? I don't know currently what would happen if someone tried to download a total amount of files that were over 500 megabytes. I think the browser w- window might crash. Um, and if I spend like another two palms on it, I would feel really confident that I people could download files of infinite size and it would still work okay okay i mean so let's see today is monday tomorrow's tuesday yeah. tomorrow's your marketing marketing day. yeah can you do two more palms today and if it doesn't uh, work then change your 10 gigabyte limit to 500 megabytes and then buy an ad anyway <laughs> <laughs> and then i could buy the google ad for it tomorrow <sighs> i could and i another point i want to cover today is i have okay. this consulting job uh so oh, i want okay. the rest of the day right. be, to be working on oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. but i think that's the push i needed to just like i'm just gonna buy the ad because i'm change just gonna your, buy the change ad. your wording from 10 gigs to 500 megs and buy i'll the change ad. the wording to 500 yeah. megs and then i'll just buy the ad yeah okay and then i'll see what happens okay yeah good cool um all right yeah and then i'll and I'll, I'll i'll figure it out right if if it's a bunch of people who are sending files to like sign printers okay then I should focus on it being a loss leader just for the uh, to to get more of those receiving customers, and if it's a bunch of people like Sarah who are using this to send like marketing documents and uh, they're asking me for features like encrypting it or changing the file name or, or uh, custom branding, then I could pivot in that direction. But yeah, the uh, I'm I'm gonna learn a lot just from getting more traffic to it and, and seeing what happens. Okay, yeah, that yep. feels good. Cool, thank you. Uh, next point smooth transition i officially have this consulting job i haven't checked if i can say who the client is but uh it's a very cool client uh <laughs> has a lot of youtube followers uh cool. <laughs> feels pretty good um i broke down the tasks that i think so it's just like the initial thing of uh the, the to-dos that i think will be all the to-dos to, to finish the project uh so i'm sure it'll expand in complexity and there's things i'm not even thinking of now and like things that i think are a single check are actually going to be five checks but in writing down all the ones i could possibly think of at the beginning of the project it was 16 to do's uh and i'm getting paid a little over five thousand dollars so it's kind of cool mental framing that every checkbox i check off is three hundred dollars uh that that feels pretty cool uh and one of them is like you know create a project on superbase so after i create the project like, oh done project created check just spent three hundred dollars that's that's gonna feel pretty cool nice um, I, I was gonna ask if one of them was like build facebook <laughs> <laughs> like you see see that sometimes the very uh, last check is just like <laughs> do the entire project right uh, yeah <laughs> so i had the thought in doing this i was talking with my brother-in-law about like uh gearing up to start a family and thinking more about income and making more money um and i was mostly talking about file inbox and like this file sending feature and then I was like, oh, and I got this consulting job for uh, $5,000. And I think it's probably going to take me like, I don't know, two or three days. And he was like, hold on, you can make $5,000 in two or three? Why aren't you just doing that? What if you just do like five of those in a month? And I was like, oh, what if I just did five of those in a month? Because uh, if I did if I did like four of them in a month for $5,000, that's $20,000. And that's like my goal of income to get file inbox to. And... I think you've done a lot more consulting than me. Uh, you're like in this career pivot from doing more of the, the web development consulting to uh, uh, more AI stuff. Um, what? I what am I what am I trying to ask? How to what, get four what days am I a month? Thinking of in like just scaling this up to to be doing more per month. Like like of course yeah. I need to be doing more uh, inbound stuff, which is I think we talked about last time, like doing a, a tweet and. Uh, messaging my email list to see if anyone would like work done um 
but is d- does it seem feasible that I could be doing four of these in a month? Like, what what am I not thinking of? That because that seems totally doable right now. Yeah. So that first of all, consulting is great. You can make a lot of money for at it. So yeah, if you want to make more money, consulting is great. Um, things you are not thinking of are you got this one because you knew this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you like I already had um, a relationship. And you could probably get a few more, maybe four more, right? And so your first month, maybe you can get four through your existing network, and you will feel great. And then the next month, uh, now what? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the big question with consulting is you go through your network, uh, and then what? Um, and so you need kind of a... I have not seen an individual get something like four or $5,000 projects a month for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. I've seen agents, agencies do that. But on an agency, you have like a dedicated person who reaches out to people, you know, talking mm-hmm. about the things they can do. Um, or the other way you could do it is if you frame yourself as the X person. So mm-hmm. like, you know, if you frame yourself as the file sending person mm-hmm. and then once again, do a lot of reaching out, then that's where you could maybe get like sort of these these smaller projects. Like if you come up with a sort of project that a lot of companies need to do for about $5,000 and you mm-hmm. sort of sell that project. Um, that's how I could see doing that. Otherwise, the best, like like the most success I've seen is um, more traditional consulting, which is either hours for dollars, which you probably don't want to do, or projects for dollars, but they're going to be way more variable. Some will be, mm-hmm. you know, 30K for two months. Some will be, you know, $1,000. Um, yeah. So so that's kind of where I'm, what my mind goes to, is that it, 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 it's going to be hard to replicate over a long period of time this type of project i think okay that makes sense um and the next step of that i think is just start reaching out to my own network and yeah. see uh like I, I think for sure i'd like to be doing more of these and if i could be doing for a month for a couple of months just within my own network then fantastic um and then i'll <laughs> i guess it's the same problem with file inbox right like <laughs> how do i do that how do i do the marketing for this then yeah um I guess my main point is it will be way easier, like 10 times easier to get one 50 K project than it would be to get 10, five K projects. Yeah. Or a job. I could just get a job. (laughs) Well, that's the extreme case. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's the pinnacle of ease and amount of money. What are we doing? Why don't we just get jobs? (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's uh, that's a good next step. Yeah, um, but also uh, don't take my word for it. Like I, you know, I did this and I watched a lot of other people doing it. But you have a totally different skill set with a totally different network. Maybe it's way easier. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that's that was my experience, but I have no idea what your experience will be. Yeah, I love the idea of positioning myself as like the file sending guy because then I imagine that's that's the the rub walling stair step approach, right? You um, yeah. start off with doing consulting for the thing, and then you like write an info product about it, and then you make a product for it, and um, if I'm if I'm immersing myself, if, if I'm walking back down the stairs to like <laughs> uh, help people, I, I, I think I might get a better idea of what people need. And then, yeah, that okay, okay. Yeah. Which I the stair like step that. approach is great, but it is kind of funny that you can walk down the stairs and make more money. Like that is my experience mm. for sure. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, if you want to make some more money, you can walk down the stairs, no problem. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> just a little a little dance <laughs> yeah tap dance jack down the stairs then and then back up the stairs uh cool okay okay next step of that i think is to send out a tweet and hit my email list and be like hey i can do these things would you like work doing these things or something else hop on a call uh cool two more things i would like to talk about uh i am a little embarrassed it took me this long to do this so i hired rachel in january and it's now september and I have been sitting on an email backlog since the beginning of the year in my personal email that's just like I had a whole bunch of starred emails um, that I needed to do something with. And I was mentally framing this as like, oh, this like none of this really Rachel can help with and she would need access to my email and she might need access to this other stuff to be able to do these. So I'll, I'll do these and I'll just like send her ones that I need to do. And then um, I caved a few months ago and was like, you know what? have access to my personal email uh you've handled business stuff great like when we've built trust uh th- this is fine uh but she was just triaging my inbox i just told her like you know if it looks important star it uh 
and if it's any type of newsletter unsubscribe if it has an unsubscribe button unsubscribe from it and uh last session that we had uh it was on tuesday or wednesday i had a whole bunch of time after the meeting our, our meetings are scheduled for half an hour it usually just takes like five minutes where she's like ah yeah i had a question on this one uh customer's board email okay anything else and i'm like no that's good and, and then we're done and i was like actually you know what can you just watch me go through my email <laughs> and she was like yeah you pay me money like what, what do you want <laughs> right <laughs> of course and so i just start going through the email and i'm just talking out loud of like oh god i don't know what to do with this one and like this one's an invoice that i should probably pay but like the people might have forgotten about it but i feel kind of scummy if i don't do it you know what i'm gonna pay it actually no can you please pay it do you have my credit card information here's my credit card information pay this and you already have access to my email so i just made a new to do and i and like she watched me do it and there were like four other emails like that that i was just like oh actually you can do this like can you please ask this person for a refund and keep following up or like ah i'm trying to buy this banner ad but i need to know the dimensions can you get this information from this person and then tell me when when you know it's at this stage that you have the information and, and you have the confirmation uh and I got through like a third of my emails that I've been sitting on for, for you know, months. Um, so I think I'm going to make that a, a habit until like that inbox is totally down. And then I have this whole backlog of like personal to-do things that are in the category of like, I need to order new shirts uh, and I need to like return. A th- oh, I need, I need to buy new uh, uh, cabinet handles from AliExpress. Uh, of a particular size because we ordered like three different ones in three different sizes and then figured out okay we need this this one size so i need like 10 more of them in in the size that we want uh so i'm just going to go through the list and be like okay either i'm going to do this right now here in front of you or uh it's gonna get archived to later there were a lot that were in the archive to later uh, <laughs> category that I just don't know what to do with yet. Uh, or like you can do it right now and here's the information that you need to be able to do it. Do you have any questions? Okay, great. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, so that that feels like a massive productivity boost that like, I, I think that's the that's a piece that I wish I had told myself at the beginning of, of uh, hiring Rachel, which is just like, go through your to-do list with her for half an hour everything you have to do and like talk with her with it about like what you have to do and in the worst case all of them are things that you can do that you like get done and you're just talking through it with her and then you're, you're gonna do it and they're gonna get done <laughs> but also if there's anything she can help with like that's the it's the prime moment like you're both in there together looking at the same list uh and and it's much easier in that moment to, to outsource stuff uh so that that felt really good it felt like a massive uh administrative boost that's great. I have several thoughts. Uh, one is it's kind of a modified version of what we do in co-working, uh, except yeah. for paying her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Except so of I can tell her things to do. And yeah, yeah, she of course it's going to work because it works for co-working. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's great. Uh, it's also like what personal personal growth looks like. Like you were afraid of it before and now you're just like, just do it, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I think that's great. Um, also, I think I mentioned this before, but like as an executive assistant, I'm sure she does this for other clients. Like she is probably totally used to going through personal, you know, weird random to do's and mm-hmm. you're not. And so that's why you felt weird. I bet she doesn't feel weird at all. Like that's her job. Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, good. Great. Yeah. Afterwards, she always says happy to help. And I'm like, yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that's what you hired her for. So that yeah. is what I hired her for. Yeah. Yeah. That's been great. And I, uh, I feel like, especially with this now I'm, I'm getting to, learn how to use an assistant much more effectively um i'm starting so we we have a a shared to-do list where i just put things in for her to do and it's starting to get big like there's there's several recurring to-dos in there that i just don't have to think about anymore that that's really nice and anytime i think of a thing it it goes in there so uh at the end of our last session i think there were were like 20 things in our to-do list um yeah I'm, i'm and that's all stuff i don't want to do that like is very outsourceable that now is freeing up more time and men- the mental bandwidth is the biggest part of it. Yeah. It's just like, I don't have to think about it anymore. It's just, it just gets done. Um, I took a course by Ramit Sethi, the author of how to teach you to be rich um, that called my great assistant. I think that talked about how he uses his assistant and he just uses the heck out of his assistant. Like it's, it's amazing. Uh, he'll send her things like, you know, uh, I, I need you to return these shoes for me. And the shoes are like, you know, whatever, $50 shoes. And his assistant gets paid like $80 an hour or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know, or probably not that much, but, but then like to return the shoes, it has to go downstairs and then a courier has to go and return them. And the net, you end up not making as much money, uh, as if you were just like throwing the shoes away. But he was like something about me. I just got to return the shoes. And like, that's the path of least thought in it like i want the shoes returned 
I send a text to her saying, hey, can you return the shoes? She sends a text back that says, yes, of course, drop them off uh, with your doorman in your fancy Manhattan apartment and it'll get taken care of. And then it's done. And then th- that mental bandwidth is freed. Because otherwise, like, man, how many things in this room right now do I, do I like, have a thing I need to do something with them with that, like, if I worked out the, the financial value, like, okay, there's a pair of shoes sitting right there where the, the sole of it has fallen off. And I, the to-do with that is, like, I need to figure out if there's a place that does shoe repair, and if so, how much they charge, and if that's worth it or if I should just get a new pair of shoes. And, like, I've walked by those shoes <laughs> dozens of times, and every time I just have the thought, like, oh, there's a thing I need to do. And, like, to the, the cost of that mental bandwidth is enough to justify giving that off to Rachel of like, hey, can you can you figure this out? Here's my shoe size. Here are the shoes. Just tell me. Here, here's the end result I want. I want a pair of <laughs> shoes that, that fits, that has yeah. a sole in them. Figure out what to do uh, and let me know. And then I don't have to think about it. Merely freeing up the mental bandwidth is, uh, is financially worth it because uh, that's going to take her like, what, 20 minutes at most to, to figure that out and, and push it forward. And I think she gets paid like $30 an hour. So uh, 20 divided by 60 times 30 is $10 and it's done. Like, of course. Uh, yeah. I've, I've cost myself much more than $10 in mental language already. Yeah. Uh, not to add another thing to your to-do list, but I think there's something called shoe goop, which uh, can, you can glue a sole back onto a shoe. And it's especially goop. made for shoes. What if I don't have the sole anymore? <laughs> then just throw them out <laughs> just throw them out okay yes <laughs> okay. i like it, i like the shoes though like they look good i get it's a it's a really are, generic style are they of shoes. expensive shoes like are they no leather? i actually i got them for free i was in a i was in a show and they had to buy me shoes to, uh just throw them out them i'll just throw them out okay <laughs> yeah they're kind of scuffed and all right i'll just throw them there you go I, I need i need replacement brown shoes though that's my only pair of brown shoes but i'll just i'll ask rachel to, to look for brown shoes for me sure uh, <laughs> sure okay uh one more thing i wanted to talk about i finished the cabinet drawers and nice. the first drawer just cutting it uh so like getting the wood and, and cutting it and uh getting the, the raw pieces of, of wood it took me like two days because i had to figure out how a table saw worked and everything else and then to join them together i had to keep researching like i think i'm going to do a box joint but i ended up not doing a box joint i did a miter and then several things were off and i had to redo it so that took like another two or three days and then actually gluing it took like another day and uh, fitting it and like getting it installed in the cabinet so the whole process took like a week to do the first drawer and then for drawers two and three including buying the material took a day and that feels really cool that like i've i invested in this skill and i i am confident that i know what the right sort of joinery to do is and i know all the little tricks of like ah you know i need to measure the thing from the outside instead of the inside because it's the it's the space remaining not the space from the wood that that is not going to make sense to anyone else but me <laughs> i was stuck on this problem for like an hour of like why is this not fitting because i had the i had the bottom base of it and it it should have slotted in the in the sides based on how i like routed out a little a little pocket for it uh but it, it like was too big and i was just like why isn't this and I, I was like oh okay you know i, I need i'm a half inch off so i'll take a half inch off but then it was like an inch too short and i was like how did that how is that possible and it was because i wasn't instead of measuring the space that i cut away from it i needed to measure the space of the wood that was remaining hmm. for the total maximum dimension of the drawer uh i feel like i'm still explaining that poorly but man it was a lightning bolt moment of like oh i'm not stupid <laughs> i just was measuring the wrong thing uh yeah so yeah i i was able to streamline the process much better and like i love that feeling of competency and i know what a drawer is now and i can make a really good drawer and if you can make a drawer you can make a cabinet if you can make a cabinet you can make a whole kitchen uh and i really like being in that space so uh install them Sarah's super happy. The kitchen went from like having stuff all over the countertop to everything put away and the space being maximized in the drawer. And uh, there are three future projects involving the table saw that I feel prepared for. And I like being able to make stuff. Nice. That's great. Yeah. And yeah, I was going to say, it's not, not just that you now make drawers, it's that you have gone through this process. And so the next, whatever you make is going to be a lot faster because of that. So yeah, that's awesome. It's like, uh, the first time I realized that a saw blade has width, um, you actually have to, yeah, it's yeah. like an eighth of an inch wide or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. You make that mistake once on a piece of valuable wood <laughs> and you don't make it again. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, stuff like that. Um, yeah. So any carpentry you do from now on will be better. So that's great. Good. We've talked about this before, but it does feel eerily similar to coding 
carpentry yeah. is a very technical skill that is potentially very dangerous that like you got to be really precise and there's all these errors hidden in complexity oh man like the de- the depth of the table saw changed while mm. i was cutting a piece of wood the there's there's a little like rotating thing uh to to change the depth of the blade and i ran a whole bunch of boards through it and the first four boards were perfect it was a perfect fit and then the second four i was like something's off this is not it's not fitting the way it should and i i checked and rechecked and like i checked that the the piece of board that should have been fitting in it like it fit in in the first four boards but not the second four and the problem ended up being that the as I was cutting the boards with a, uh, it's called a dado blade. It's a really thick blade that can yeah. cut like a, you can ride out a, a whole segment of a board at a time, um, really wide. Uh, that that blade was plunging into the table as I was cutting because oh. the little rotatey thing was just like vibrating down and, and uh, moving itself down. <laughs> so now I know that like, as I'm cutting things, I need to note like, okay, it's at this angle, uh, the little handle. So I need to check that every time I run a board through that the, the angle hasn't changed. Yeah. And that's one of probably a thousand little details like that, that just in doing this and figuring it out, now going forward, uh, I'm, I'm going to be able to do it uh, much more consistently and flawlessly and i'm doing the exact same thing with file uploads and transfers like there's just a million little tiny like oh you get the the the, the file system is actually in in memory and uh uh not actually in disk and uh the chunks you need to those can't live in memory because the the uh uh memory management the garbage collection doesn't quite work how you think it's gonna work uh, and I like that process. Like it's it's kind of frustrating in the moment, but then you get it, and it's like ah, I, I solved it. <laughs> now now I know how to do this thing for uh, any other time I'm doing this project. So yeah, I like it. I can see yeah. why people go from programming to carpentry. Yep. Uh, it's also why I like photography. Um, I like I like the pictures that come out of it. But like when you really understand your camera and you understand what every single dial does, and you can kind of do it almost blindfolded like that. That's a neat feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so that's why I like that too that's cool i could see getting into photography in the same sort of way yeah also very technical also very you you get a cool product at the end of it i like it chris i think that's all i got that's all i got too then i'll see you next week goodbye